When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that is an Aries because we started in April. And that means, according to astrology.com, we may have trouble being a patient, receptive team player. And I resent that given how much bottoming I'm into these days. I'm Mike Johnson, and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Today, I have co-host extraordinaire and friend Chris Hagee with me. Hey, Chris, how's it going? It's going excellent. How about you? Okay, thank you. Um, so Chris, on top of helping us with uh, Have a Nice Gay, doing our Wednesday game days, is also one of the team players over there at the We Read Movies podcast. Um, yeah, what are you guys talking about this week? Uh, this week, uh, this week we're talking about the movie Some Far Where, okay. uh, which is a gay spot military drama set in unnamed Middle Eastern country. Oh my god, it sounds awful. Okay. It is awful. <laughs> There's like a spy who's a ghost. The whole thing is weird. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah, today, uh, thank you again for being here. Really appreciate of you course. pinch hitting yeah. for us. Uh, and, and today we are going to talk about armpits. Uh, but first, corrections and feedback. We do have a correction. We had somebody who wrote in and had had uh, some stuff to say about Friday the 13th. So we'll play that now. I don't know if... Is it on Instagram, Dan? Is that where it was? I'm hoping that what they had to say was that Jason X, Jason in space, was underrated. <laughs> There's lesbian representation, although one of them is a cyborg. So, you know. Oh, you mean Dawson's Creek, The Next Generation? <laughs> yeah, that movie's excellent. Um... Dan, can you try to play that? Hello, Mike and Kyle. My name's Mike. Messaging you from London. I just listened to the most recent podcast about superstition. I just wanted to butt in and say uh, where Friday the 13th came from. I'm a tour guide here in the UK, and Friday the 13th actually came from uh, 1307 with the Knights Templar on Friday the 13th. Of October 1307, Jacques de Molay was arrested by the French king and they arrested all his friends all across France at the same night. Um, and ever since then, there's been a, uh, a sense of uh, fear and superstition around that date. Um, and also it's developed where we uh, view black cats as uh, superstitious because he was charged by the king of france of having sex with a black cat so again you know a lot of these uh, superstitions come from the fall of the knights templar worth looking into but yeah wait he was charged with having sex with a black cat i guess so i guess so and now that's unlucky i, I... <laughs> <laughs> Well, unlucky for the cat. Jesus. <laughs> we don't know who was on top. Maybe the cat was having a good time. <laughs> Maybe it was unlucky for him, really, because they've got barbs on their penises. Yeah. 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 That cat was like, oh, I, this is okay. This is easier than usual. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so uh, first of all, having been a tour guide, I would make shit up all the time. And or I would have people that pass down information to me. To make part of the tour, that was bullshit. So, 
already already sort of suspect, but uh, Dan, you looked into it a little bit. What's I did? Yeah, I, I actually know who Jacques Dimolay is. I was in a youth group called Dimolay based on it. Like I know the story. Um, is he or is he not a cat fucker? Uh, there were a lot of histories written History. by the winners. Okay, I was just about uh, to say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of sort of stories about all the things that the Knights Templar were doing. Um, and what they were charged with, some of which they weren't, some of which, yeah, uh, including homosexuality. That's a classic one that they would have to like, part of their, uh, their ritual was to like kiss each other on the penis. Um, oh. Mike's like, how do I join? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there are rumors that the Masons who are, who claimed that the Knights Templar were there. The Masons apparently at one point claimed that they were a, a offshoot of the Knights Templar. Um, that's also of dubious uh, historical accuracy. Uh, but um, Da Vinci Code, of course, dipped into the Knights Templar stuff. But um, in my digging, I found an article from NationalGeographic.com that claims that all of these stories attributing the the concept of Friday the 13th being un, an unlucky day uh, to the Knights Templar um, are kind of false and mm. uh, that uh, while it was true that Friday was already unlucky at that point and uh, the number 13 was already considered unlucky at that point, the, the idea that all the nice Templar were rounded up on one day is not true. And uh, this author's research, this historian's research said that a book published in 1907 titled Friday the 13th was in fact the point at which the concept of Friday the Thirteenth, the day being unlucky, uh, came about. Um, Is that, now that's I, the book about the stock market we talked about. Ah, ah, okay. So I did pass that along uh, to Mike, who called in. He said, like one of his professors at university was a leading Templar scholar. He's the one that told him. Uh, yeah. So, all right. so believe what you want. I, I will say that. I've played all of the Broken Sword games, and they don't mention it in there, and that's pretty definitive. <laughs> that's that's solid. That's, that's <laughs> lock it down solid, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, thanks for writing in or sending in your correction. We we appreciate that. I I genuinely love feedback, especially when we don't uh, uh, do anything about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Okay, news the first. So I realized last week when I talked about uh, Tom Daly and the way that he was treated by Russian media that I sort of glossed over Laurel Hubbard, who was also maligned by Russian news media and uh, arguably is more important and groundbreaking than Tom Daly. And we should we should talk about her and her uh, Olympic experience that she just had in 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 Tokyo. So have, have you been following Laurel? I have to say, because of the pandemic, I have not been following the Olympics at all. It feels like they're not even happening to me. You and everybody else has stayed like apparently the like Olympics had the worst ratings that they've ever had in, in the yeah. history of modern television. Um, it, so I don't know. It just seems so like there's so many things going on, and I'm like, ah, oh, sports. Right. Mm. <laughs> that's that's mm. true. They're weird sports, though, right? Uh, I mean, um, there's dressage is still around for some reason. So yeah, mm -hmm. but they used to have a weirder one. They used to have pistol dueling in the Olympics. That's fantastic for one year. 
I assume because everyone died. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and that's, there's, there's diminishing returns to that event, I guess. Yeah. Um, so uh, Laurel Hubbard is a, a, a Olympic weightlifter from New Zealand. And she is particularly noteworthy because she is also trans, which is very much in the forefront of sports and gender and controversy. And um, I mean, I'd say, I'd say the most vitriol, like horrible, awful comments do not read them these days are on articles about trans athletes. There will be no laughing about this. Uh, she got knocked out of the Olympics after uh, being unable to snatch 120 kilos. Um, which is a, a lift that you have to um, you have to nail in order to hit uh, in order to move on to the clean and jerk portion of the competition. Anyway, she's now out of the Olympic Games, but um, b- despite failing to win a medal, she is the first openly trans woman to compete at the Olympics in any event, much less weightlifting. These Tokyo Games also saw Canadian footballer Quinn become the first out trans Olympian to take home a medal. And uh, non-binary skateboarder Alana Smith made history as the first non-binary athlete to compete for Team USA. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think I sort of feel bad. This is my apology tour for for focusing on Tom Daly. Uh, you know, when when there's there's other other things, more marginalized folks being represented, and um, I I wanted to try to make up for that. There is a lot of ground being broken. Also, Tom Daly is very cute. I understand why you would do both things. Sometimes you get blinded by abs when it happens, and I'm, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I see that you've seen my dating history. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've had just a lot of trans people and non-binary people making it in ways that have never been done before and it's really incredible and inspiring to see yeah yeah absolutely so uh she spoke to rnz which i think is a new zealand thing uh, in december of tw- correct yeah <laughs> I, I believe it i don't know <laughs> i should have said it i should have said it more confidently and just like let somebody uh correct me but uh um radio new zealand it's a public public service radio broadcaster in new zealand awesome um, so in December 2017, she was talking about the transphobia that she's faced. And uh, she said, quote, people believe what they believe. And when they're shown something which is maybe new and different to what they know, it's instinctive to be defensive. Look, I can't really speak for other people and what they feel and what they think and what they believe. And it's not really my job to change what they think, what they feel or what they believe. But I just hope they look at the bigger picture rather than just trusting whatever their gut might have told them. Um, yeah, so yeah, thanks. Thanks, Laurel. And congrats on making it to the Olympics. And, um, hopefully you will not, not the last, not the last trans athlete to, to make it to that level of, of, um, weightlifting prowess or what have you. Agreed. Now, do you know what the snatch is? Yeah, I, I, I've, I've definitely done some snatch, uh, in my, in my, in my day. Um, and it's very difficult, actually. (laughs) snatch is hard for me i don't know snatch hard for you uh it's not not hard no (laughs) excellent (laughs) Uh, um news the second so uh so fifa uh the the um 
soccer, the World World Soccer Organization, the, the and, tragically corrupt World Soccer Organization. <laughs> correct. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah, uh, is dealing with this problem now, where England players for England are planning on wearing rainbows um, as a protest against Hungary's anti-LGBT plus laws. And there have been indications that maybe they would be sanctioned for doing so. Um, So Hungary passed a bunch of laws that we've talked about on the show quite a bit uh, happening, you know, to different levels of severity uh, across the world, but basically making it illegal to, to um, promote homosexuality to the children or whatever. And, and, and using, using that to, um, you know, shut down representation. And uh, there is a World Cup qualifier that's taking place in Hungary. And uh, uh, yeah, so so FIFA has said that as long as it is done respectfully, that's in quotes, uh, they will likely not be uh, facing any sort of sanction. But um, all instances of players throwing on rainbow armbands, shoelaces, boots, or undershirts will be judged on a quote case by case basis. Is it just me or go ahead? Oh no, I was just gonna say no protest that's done respectfully gets attention or change. So like it's one of those things where like uh, you know American conservatives complain about football players taking a knee during the pledge uh, yeah. or not the pledge, the national anthem uh, and. The the fact is, they're you know they say the same thing like ah oh, well if you did you know something respectful we would listen to you but no you wouldn't because yeah that's the whole idea is we're we're protesting something that we don't agree with yep yep absolutely and and how much more respectful could you be than taking a knee that's right. quiet it's peaceful right. it hurts nobody it gets the right. point across like that if you're if you're not down with that you're not going to be down with anything. For for protesting, exactly. Um, anyway, it'll it'll be interesting to see uh, exactly how much rainbow shit the the English players are going to show up in, and how much backlash there will be to that. Um, and like you said, FIFA is a bunch of chicken shit assholes, so um, I don't trust them any further than I could throw them. Not according to that movie that they paid to make. <laughs> Wait, what movie? Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but FIFA basically paid to make this movie about FIFA and like FIFA's history and how it saved Western civilization through soccer. And it like came out and uh, I think it made $12 or something in movie theaters because like nobody cared or wanted to watch it. And it was just this like... Uh, vanity project for the FIFA president. I don't remember his name. the The super corrupt one who was investigated for money laundering and whatnot. Yeah, God, how that's that's so masturbatory. Which it's soccer, I, I get it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, I, I will not be checking that movie out. But thank you for, for bringing it up. Um, and news the last so. Uh, Joe Biden, who had made a election pledge to nominate more LGBT plus uh, people to the bench at the various levels of the judiciary, has come through uh, on that promise, at least in two regard, uh, two examples in, in the last couple of weeks. So 
uh, on the 5th of August, that was last Thursday as we're recording this, um, he announced his latest judiciary picks. And there are two lesbians with long records of fighting for human rights on that list. And uh, the White House said these choices reflect Joe Biden's promise to, quote, ensure that the nation's courts reflect the diversity of the U.S., uh, so Beth Robinson, who has been an associate judge on the Vermont Supreme Court since 2011 and uh, has been nominated on, for a seat on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit, and if confirmed, would be the first openly LGBT plus woman to ever serve on any U.S. appeals court. And then the other. Yeah. OK, I'm jumping forward. And then the, the <laughs> other is uh, Charlotte Sweeney who is also openly LGBT. She's been appointed or nominated for a seat uh, on the U.S. District Court for the District of Colorado, which would make her the first out queer woman to serve as a federal district court judge in any state west of the Mississippi River. Um, so, yeah, making making forward progress and hopefully clearing out some of the the seats on the bench that have been filled so uh aggressively by republicans yeah uh that's great progress for us and congrats to beth robinson and Sh i forget the other one's name charlotte sweeney charlotte sweeney yeah I'm terrible with names yeah well so is kyle that's the news <laughs> wait who's kyle right yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i that was me being bad at names i'm yeah, yeah, I, it, it's it's <laughs> It's fantastic and an excellent segue because we need to thank our new patrons. And uh, that's something that Kyle normally does. And I think people have an expectation that he's going to fuck up their names. And I don't know whether to apologize for not fucking them up or if I should try to fuck them up, but, but like not do as good of a job at that as Kyle. Anyway, I have faith uh, in you, Mark, to yeah. <laughs> fuck up all the names that you can. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, so a big thank you to our new Patreon supporters, Matt Best, who is obviously the best Matt. We should stop now. He's he is the best. Um, Jared. Just Jared, hopefully not from Subway fame. Uh, Kirk Betcher. Scott Flashheart. Katarina or Katharina Glom, Katarina Glom, uh, Will Wanhala, Matt Apollo, Jack Luby, Pete Costello, Quinn, who I'm hoping is maybe the 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 football athlete player. that I just yeah football player from Canada. And uh, Kenneth McDonald. Just so everybody knows, we are a little bit behind on getting these out, and we apologize for that. That covers everybody that had signed up until July 27th of 2021. And uh, so if you have not heard your name yet, you just put your goddamn patience pants on and fucking wait. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're doing our best to catch up. You know things have been messed up for a while here. Um, but we're, we're, what we're getting What global pandemic? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so do you want to talk about armpits oh boy do i want to talk about armpits yeah, i could tell you 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 you're a man that has a look about you that says armpits i guess i don't know well, oh, um okay no, it's not it's it? not so much a look as an embroidered hat but you know <laughs> sure um yeah i thought we'd start just with like a general how do you how do you feel about armpits i've got one yes oh okay two i think I, I, yeah. <laughs> there are rumors <laughs> yes dan uh have you explained that this was the gapridger vote and no 
Thank God we have you. Thank God we're paying you to do shit. So uh, as you may or may not know, every month our Gap Bridgers get to vote on a topic. Fucking Dan and Kyle and I each submit our ideas for a rough theme, and then that gets voted on. Uh, this time, uh, I said lips, and I lost, and that's the only thing that matters. I have yet to win a single time, and I am very happy about that. Please continue to not vote for me. Um, it's the only source of joy and meaning that I have in my life right now. The, uh, the other two, uh, so, uh, feet was Kyle's submission and armpits was fucking Dan. And I, once again, apparently fucking Dan just has his hand, his fingers on the pulse of the listenership, or at least the ones that are giving us money. Um, I think that, okay, here's the thing. I think that you need to sexy up your choices, Mike. I think instead of saying lips, Go with like sugar lips. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, you just gotta I, you gotta sell it. Like like how on a menu it always says like house made bread. They don't just say bread. They put some adjectives in there to really sexy it up. Rustic, crusty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rustic, crusty lips. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I am actively trying to lose. So rusty, <laughs> rustic, crusty lips, I think is excellent advice. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, that's how we arrived at, at armpits. Uh, and I, I know that there are quite a few people who are very vocal about feet who are super disappointed. We'll get to it eventually. We had an episode about socks like two months ago. It's basically <laughs> feet. <laughs> Those are, you know, adjacent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, how do you, how do you feel about armpits? Let's okay, so again, I've got them. Uh, yes. I think they're fine. I think they serve their purpose of existing, of connecting mm-hmm. your arm to your torso. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. am not sexually attracted to them in any way, but mm-hmm. also I'm kind of of the opinion, like I don't know it. It's a really unoffensive uh thing for me so like i've had guys be like ah oh, let me you know smell your armpits or lick your armpits and i'm like all right go for it oh yeah i'm yeah. chill with that yeah if it makes I, you happy I, I have a similar thing with with feet right like um it not really my thing but it's it's nice to make other people happy so if you if you want to go to town on my feet go to town on my feet um one thing about my armpits though is uh, I have a bunch of personal hangups about mine, which we'll talk at a, a, a in a segment later on in the show about, about the genesis of all of those issues that I have. But uh, then also licking armpits is something you just said. And I w- am, will always be wearing deodorant and I worry about their tongue. Like, it, it, it is, it, is eating deodorant bad for you? I think it sounds bad for you. It's not good for you. Uh, I don't think it's bad for you. If you get a little bit of deodorant on your tongue, I think you're probably fine. Please, uh, nobody take this as medical advice. And Mm-mm. nobody eat, like, a stick of deodorant. That would be... Don't do that. But uh, I think it's probably fine. It'll make your tongue feel bad. I know that I've gotten deodorant in my mouth before, and it, like, makes your tongue kind of tongue kind of numb and like dry yeah 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 i am just i'm also very ticklish so licking armpits is not uh, yeah it's it's okay if it's done with like a flat tongue in slow kind of deliberate motions but if if you're like flicking up and down i i would start laughing and i i, I don't like that 
Okay, so like like a cat, not like a lizard, is what I'm what I'm. Yeah, hearing. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. God, why does cat fucking keep coming up in this episode? I don't know. Are you <laughs> secretly a member of the Knights Templar, Mike? Right. <laughs> I can't tell you. Like, then I'd have to kill you. Of the Mike's Templar? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like you that. You can have that one. That one's yours. Thank you. I'm getting <laughs> t-shirts made. Um, okay. Well, it's interesting because it, armpits are one of those things, and we're going to talk about fetishization of it also in a, in, a, in a segment here in a little bit, but it's one of those things that I'm not icked out by. I'm not opposed to. And so, like we said, I'm okay with it. If somebody else, if that's their thing, I just kind of have this neutral feeling about the whole thing i will say one thing which is Mm -hmm. that uh, like any fetish it's partly a sexual act and i think that with some fetishes like armpits sometimes feet too some people are like yeah i'll just do this in like a very public place like i'll just smell somebody's armpits Mm -hmm. and that to me is always a little bit dicey because then you're involved you're basically doing public sex things and if you're in a space for that if you're in a leather bar or if you're in you know a sex club or whatever sniff away lick away whatever do your thing fetish night at cc's that's a thing that happens there a lot i've seen i wouldn't know anything about fetish night at Uh cc's i've never i've never even heard of such a thing we've seen each other there i think i don't know (laughs) what you're talking about i I don't know what harness i would have been wearing that night even (laughs) it was dashing i promise (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i just you know i think that a time and a place basically is is what i would kind of caution yeah yeah yeah, I'll buy that. I'll yeah. buy that. Yeah, so lead, leading into leading into our first thing, the per use, I'm going to talk about history stuff and uh the history of armpits. Uh humans have always had them. End of segment. I don't um, know. <laughs> Are you sure? I heard I heard they were invented in a lab a couple of years ago actually. Yeah, you know. I I how can we know there's no way to confirm or deny um yeah so so when you start looking into the history of armpits it inevitably moves into this space about axillary hair and and armpit hair and and what what we as humans have done or not done with that axillary is greek for armpit oh yeah or latin for it i don't remember it's something for it (laughs) i was just letting the audience know you know that it means armpit i was just telling people yeah sure sure like with like you use your the the password is axillary (laughs) (laughs) um so so talking about armpit hair and specifically armpit hair removal there is evidence that suggests that uh we have been removing underarm hair for before history there is evidence that paleolithic times we we were we were uh removing body hair and 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 arm arm, armpit hair now it's interesting how we did that before razors so around um, i think we had a dinosaur right who would for you and then look (laughs) at the camera and go it's a living Yeah. yeah exactly oh yeah the um the well-known documentary, The Flintstones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so apparently before razors, hair was sometimes removed using two shells to pull the hair out. 
like <gasps> making tweezers out of oyster shells and then plucking each hair out. You're making the correct face. The, the, the face that you're making is the correct face. Um, that sounds horrifying. Especially, I mean, look at this. That would, be, <laughs> that would take days. <laughs> I mean, is it a maintenance thing, though? Like, do you just got to, like, the first time takes days and then you just got to keep on top of it? I don't know. Ooh, uh, um, maybe. They say it grows back thicker. Well, okay. That is a common myth and it is su- super duper wrong. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, actually I was, I was told that as a kid and I believed it. Um, oh yeah. There's a couple of theories about why that is. Um, one of which is just when you're young and going through puberty, if you shave everything off, it's going to come back thicker because it was going to get thicker anyway. <laughs> right. Well, also, um, I mean, it does. So if you shave it, it does come back arguably thicker because it, it no longer ends in like a point the way that hair does when yeah. it starts to grow back. Uh, it's the same thickness at the end as it is at the root. And everything's the same length instead of being like things fall out at different times and then you end up with multiple lengths in there. Also, it's uh, not textured anymore. You need it. You need an armpit hair fade. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Pulling pulling it out with shells sounds awful. And once again, I am very happy to live in the future. Uh. And that poor oyster. That. <laughs> yeah, you thought that dinosaur's life was awful. <laughs> um. So, uh, razors. Apparently, copper razors were first, and they were invented about three thousand BC. Which that seems unbelievable to me. I think of it as being like. I don't know, something that came out of the 50s. <laughs> Telling women that their bodies are wrong has been going strong for a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and thanks, Victorians. Basically, <laughs> it's always it's always the fucking Victorians. So Alexander the Great strongly promoted shaving during his reign in the 4th century BC. He believed it looked tidier. A man loved a twink. Yeah, boy, boy, howdy. Like, a lot. Like, a lot. Like, lost his shit when he died anyway <laughs> um so so the egyptians i guess also had a rather fastidious remove everything including the hair on your head which that was just about utility because lice <laughs> and, and and other and other parasites they um they just were tired of this shit shave it all off which i i have i've I have friends that that happened to recently because they got crabs. I just decided to go fucking full full dolphin mode for a while until uh, they they got they got rid of them all. We've we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, so oh yeah. Per usual with history, it's very like Western centric and very white people centric. Uh, there were quite a few Native American tribes and uh, in, in which it was customary for w- men and women to remove all body hair as well. And uh, that's I think that's super interesting because we're usually we're worried about like what the white people were doing. And, and um, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but that's that's one thing, at least during the time of contact with British colonists, uh, they were still doing that. So so fast forwarding a little bit. Me. 18 years old you 18 in college years old. yeah fast forwarding okay just shaving yeah. i was making a joke never mind d- d- well okay so th- we didn't talk about th- this uh before have you have you ever shaved your armpits oh heck yeah yeah oh yeah from like age 16 to like 23 i was a 
totally hairless boy. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't know. I, I was, I was a twink. And I mean, you, you can see me. I'm covered in hair now. So like, it took me a while. Yeah. It, basically every day. Um, now this is what we're talking about. Okay. So it was <laughs> a, pr- <laughs> primarily an aesthetic choice then. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I didn't have crabs all the time. Right. <laughs> and then what was your, you said it, it took a long time. What's a long, what's a long like time? An, like, I got it down to about 40 minutes. Uh, but like that, because that was my whole body. Yeah. I mean, you know, except my head. But uh, yeah, my legs, everything. I did no hair. Okay. Did you get positive reinforcement for that? Like positive reactions? I did. I mean, it's also self-selecting, right? Because, like, I was on dating sites and stuff. So they could see me without a shirt before, you know, and we would exchange nudes, as you do. As you do. Uh, on a, on any dating site. Uh, and, yeah, so they, you know, people who weren't into it just didn't do it. They were like, I don't want to have sex with you. You don't have your body hair. And I'd be like, all right, whatever. That guy does. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of plenty of fish in the sea, yeah. That have hair, um, right? So, so what what changed? Like, what did you what did you stop doing that? Uh, it happened in phases. So, uh, for a while, I would shave like my so I would shave my whole body, and then I stopped shaving my legs and my armpits, and then I stopped shaving my chest after, or by, then I stopped shaving pubes after that, mm-hmm. uh, and then I stopped shaving chest after that, um, okay. and it was you know largely I mean it was also partly uh, a change in what people found aesthetically like what was popular in gay society you know twinks are kind of out now yeah hairless twinks is like a 90s thing right right 90s yeah. and 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 that's definitely at least in seattle that's not that's not what we do here i don't think it's anywhere according to gay twitter hair is in baby yeah 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 yeah. except for that one guy two months ago who said hairy chests are ick and then everybody started posting pics of their hairy chests. <laughs> Thanks, that one guy. Was he just? Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you? Um, did you? I did you shave your pits? Pretty no, like once, maybe twice in my whole life. Uh, the first of which I remember pretty distinctly was uh, like either the first night or second night that I was in the dorms. It was like I, I, I was. Uh, I graduated at seventeen, so I started college when I was seventeen, and. Um, uh, I, there was just something about like the, the newfound freedom. I'm an adult. I can do what I want. Like w- energy that led me to shave my armpits, which I don't know. I don't, I still don't know why I did that. Why did I do that? Take that mom and dad. No <laughs> more hair. Who aren't here and aren't paying attention and give zero fucks. And, and I, then it was just, it. and then it was just itchy as hell after that. And, um, and like, I'm I'm good, and then uh, I I did shave my chest a time or two. There's barely anything there, and for a while I went through this like feeling self conscious about that. Like if if there's just a tiny bit, then get rid of that, and instead of riding the fence between having hair and not. And then I gave up on that just because I'm lazy. <laughs> did you never consider a chest merkin? <laughs> Go the opposite way? Just really hair out? Go like full Burt Reynolds? No. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> um, so let's see. Okay. So talking about removing everything, including your armpit hair, 
uh, swimmers, competitive swimmers, uh, have like shave parties. And I was very intrigued by this idea as a kid. I wonder why. Uh, and I guess I'm still intrigued. I, I guess I, yeah, I might be still intrigued now. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the whole the whole thing about that is it's supposed to make them streamlined, like you're, you're making yourself into a dolphin or something. Uh, but uh, as near as I can tell, it doesn't actually work or or the, the, the change is negligible. So there's this whole culture of this thing happening that like, why are you doing that? It's just to be gay. Right? I mean, I don't know. Michael Phelps did the cupping thing, which also doesn't do anything. Sometimes athletes just do stuff because why not? Right. Like maybe it doesn't do anything, but. Maybe it does. Yeah. I won't jerk off during the playoffs because <laughs> I save all that sexual energy for the field or whatever nonsense that they do. I, I've got to say also, as a spectator, not jerking off is not going to help your hockey team. <laughs> what? I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Um, the last two things and then we'll we'll move on. Um, I, I think it's it's worth noting also that there are a lot of sects of islam in which uh removing underarm hair uh is encouraged or even required to meet religious guidelines for cleanliness and um it is it's just it's not something that i really associated with religion at all at least not a religion so big and prominent um but and i don't know That's how widespread that practice is either that's probably one of those things, right? Like eating shrimp or something where it started probably as a like health thing because, you know, in wherever, in ancient Israel, you like the shrimp that you would get, you didn't have a good way of keeping them on ice or whatever. So yeah. it would make people sick and people were like, well, we need to have a rule for people to say, hey, don't do this. It It could be that you know, it's the same thing of uh, getting rid of parasites and lice and stuff. They just decided that it was a, a a public health mandate that people are now seemingly so fucking averse to. Yeah, yeah. My my body, my choice, Chris. Don't you can't make me. <laughs> uh, oh boy, fucking people. Um, and then, and then the, the last predictably, you know, uh, removal of armpit hair for cosmetic reasons. It was about 1915, give or take that there were a series of advertisements that ran in Harper's Bazaar and they were, uh, showing this dress that was revealing to the arm and armpit area rather salaciously. And the, the advertisements, um, uh, indicated that you would needed to get rid of unsightly hair in order to pull this look off. And, uh, that is widely credited with the introduction of, of underarm hair removal for women becoming a requirement for acceptableness. And I think it's interesting too, that like a lot of gay stuff, once you firmly associate something with women, then it almost inevitably downstream gets attached to gay dudes as well and that's i we sort of touched on it the hairless twink phenomenon is is uh could be a byproduct of hairlessness being feminine and um part of the um part of gay culture by virtue of of that yeah i mean and young i i hate to yeah bring that up but like you know that that was in the days when i was a staunch bottom 
that I would shave all my body hair. So mm-hmm. it was that like power dynamic thing, yeah. I think was also part of it. Yeah. And also like bodybuilders do it. So it it's another thing where uh, there, there's a confluence, I think, of reasons why it was and still for some people is a thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and bodybuilders, there's some there's some pragmatism there, right? Like it. it, it yeah, you want to see all the body or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Don't you, don't cover that shit up. You need to. Yeah. You, need, you need to. You need to see it. So uh, you were going to talk to us about what what armpits do. What I armpit, armpit well, hair does. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about what armpits are said to do. Okay, so great. Uh, take all of this with a grain of salt. Um, but I was going to talk a little bit about pheromones. Okay, uh, went home fourth on Drag Race season, whatever. I don't remember. Uh, uh... No, not not pheromone. Pheromones. So pheromones uh, from the Greek meaning things that impel you. Uh, pheromones mm-hmm. are chemicals that a creature can secrete uh, that act like a hormone in other creatures who are exposed to it. So they're chemicals that change the way another creature behaves. So you may have seen, for example, like ants walking to a picnic in a straight line. They do that because mm-hmm. of pheromones. There's a pheromone trail. They follow it without even potentially realizing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So there are... Humans have pheromones. Uh, There are three that the armpit releases, the axillary steroids, they're called, uh, that have been identified. There's andrastinone, andrastinol, and andrastadionone. Those Uh, all sound related. They sure do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're all produced by testes, ovaries, uh, apocrine glands, apocrine glands, Mm -hmm. adrenal glands, and uh, they are dormant until puberty for the most part. And then they go absolutely fucking buck wild, yeah. uh, which is why all of our teenage bedrooms smelled the way they did. <laughs> um, and so there have been a bunch of studies on pheromones in humans. And a lot of them have revolved around these armpit uh, uh, pheromones because... Those are the ones that are like the sex pheromones. Sure. So a 2004 study uh, asked women to rate the attractiveness of men with a variety of facial structures and also the pleasantness of a variety of odors. And it found that there was a correlation, at least, for women who enjoy the smell of androstadionone and women who find more, quote-unquote, masculine facial structures attractive. Okay. They also did a study in 2008 where women were given androstadionone uh, to smell while they were at a speed dating event. Oh. And the women who were given it generally said that the men were slightly more attractive than the women who weren't. <laughs> okay. That doesn't sound definitive. <laughs> well, okay. So that's the thing about all of these studies is that the sample sizes are always really low. And part of that is because a lot of the time, so you'll see that like one guy will have like 20 different studies and it's because he got like a thousand people in to just smell armpits and then <laughs> fucking dan is googling for like <laughs> a sign-up sheet for that <laughs> uh and then you know he would 
take a bunch of data on them and then say like, oh, okay, so this one is now a study on gay men, but it didn't start as a study on gay men. It was just that they uh, had like 30 gay men in the thousand. Okay. And so they would uh, kind of make conclusions based on that. Yeah. And so like there have been other ones. Uh, they... This sounds as scientific as like BuzzFeed to me. Like what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I... You know, I am I am also a Don Draper in the. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, they they also did do studies uh, that found that uh, apparently there is a loose correlation that said that gay men they put them they had them smell uh, androstadionone and put them in a PET scan machine at the same time, and they found that gay men's brains reacted similar to women to that smell okay sometimes okay. so <laughs> it's another one of those uh, kind of studies yeah and uh oh they also did a study uh in 2005 uh, in the journal of psychological sciences that uh found that gay men tended to be more attracted to the andros uh andros of other gay men to the exclusion of straight men. Oh wow. So that's fun. So wait, so there's 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 different there's different kinds of that like the the gay version and the straight version are different? <laughs> I, I I guess so. <laughs> it's it's very difficult to say, right? Like, yeah. it's even difficult to say whether it was the androstadionone or if straight men just have stinkier pits that, like, yeah. maybe the maybe the gay guys were like, oh, that one's too much for me. Uh, or <laughs> uh, the opposite, maybe. We, 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 we just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, I mean, huge if true. Gaydar for your nose. Yeah. And okay, so because of this, there have been a bunch of pheromone colognes that have come out. Sure. Um, to try and get men like a you know a leg up on dating. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Because one of the preeminent armpit studiers, uh, Charles Waisaki, who works at the Monell Chemical Census Center, uh, he said basically, you know what, don't waste your money on pheromone colognes, uh, because it's not a magic bullet. Cause People don't act the way that animals do for a number of reasons. We have more complex brains. Yeah. Animals and humans both have this uh, thing called the uh, vomeronasal organ, which is responsible for picking up on pheromones and kind of acting on them. But in people, scientists don't think it actually works. Oh, So it's okay. just a vestigial organ for us. Yeah. It might work a little bit. I wonder if it works for people that can't smell like uh, uh, Taffy Carlisle Huffington, who's uh, uh, on one of the Pride 48 shows. Pod is my co-pilot. And uh, she was at our poppers taping in New Orleans and was wondering if poppers would work on her because she has no sense of smell. She has. I would uh, imagine that it would because it's it goes into your lungs and then it goes into your bloodstream from there. Right. I I. I, that's that was my guess as well. I think and, but, but, is my science <laughs> is my poppers science. <laughs> but then, <laughs> renowned poppers expert. <laughs> um, I mean, but, Malcolm Gladwell said ten thousand hours of something, and you're an expert. So <laughs> great, very possibly. <laughs> um, but I, I wonder, in the case of pheromones, if it's if it, if the if the scent is is actually important, if it's an olfactory response, or if there's something else going on. Uh, 
Well, okay, so the vimeronasal organ uh, is separate from your sense of smell. Oh, okay. So if it's the VNO that is causing this effect in people, then uh, theoretically it would still work even if you didn't have a sense of smell. If it is not, if there's, you know, if it's more complicated than that, and if there are other organs that also contribute Mm. to pheromone receptivity, then theoretically it wouldn't work okay or it would i don't know interesting okay well i mean like you said it there's a there's a complexity issue at play right like like we are not ants and right uh, you, you look at you look at the the lower animals and how they respond to pheromones and it's like immediate like oh now this fruit fly is gay because of this one (laughs) pheromone that it was exposed to and it's just not that simple for us it's not quite as binary if if there's anything to it at all so right for me for example you had to watch velvet goldmine before you were gay (laughs) excellent there's a study we should we should (laughs) should put that together see it did a lot for me um okay yeah so so let's see the the, the baldingbeards.com which is totally a site has a list of five reasons men should shave their armpits and five why they shouldn't so i'm not sure what the point of the article is i assume that this is going to be very non-toxic at all non-toxic at all so they say that men manscape uh and a 2014 study they said that uh, 57 percent of millennials men did some manscaping now and then uh some studies show why that we can't afford iphones r- r- right Too avocado, avocado toast and manscaping, toast and manscaping. <laughs> uh uh, the, the other studies show that the percentage is even higher. I assume that Gen Z is just like, I don't know, shaving each other. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, but uh, so the the reasons that men manscape include appearance, athletics, better hygiene and comfort. And uh, so, yeah, the reasons why men should shave their armpits uh, is uh, sweat, which you were just touching on a little bit. And the idea is that shaving makes you sweat less. I don't think that's true. Well, and one of the theories as to why is that the hair is out of the way. So your antiperspirant works better. It doesn't have, doesn't have to go through all of the hair to do its job and plug up your sweat glands. I, I guess I believe that if you are using antiperspirant, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I do, but I'm, I'm saying not everybody does. Yeah, I've um, I've I have a friend that uses crystals. Or oh, some, sure. <laughs> some shit. Like, like, I don't think that's. So, I don't know why that would work, but okay. It's like it's pray okay. the sweat away. <laughs> it's not a crystal crystal. It's like a salt crystal. So okay. I got uh, I uh, subscribed to a, a one of those subscription boxes, okay. and they send me like gay shit. Oh, there's a there's one. Oh, fucking Dan has one. Well, great. Yeah, that's. I think that's the exact one that I have. Uh, so I, yeah, I subscribe to a, to a, a gay box that sends me gay shit and it's like got underwear and, uh, like men's grooming products. And sometimes they send me, you know, fun, like lotions and whatever, but sometimes they send me buck wild stuff like one of those crystals. I have used it. It kind of works. Okay. Okay. What what is the what's the mechanism of action supposed to be? Because it still seems like I feel like, like using fucking a Ouija Dan board. can answer this better than me. 
So the the specific deodorant stick that goes by the the brand name Crystal is just potassium alum. It's a mineral salt, and so um, you know, similar to 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 antiperspirants that use aluminum based things. Uh, yeah, it's just a salt that's meant to sort of kill the bacteria that cause the cause the odor because your sweat is odorless when it comes out of your body it basically doesn't have a smell except for the androstadionone pheromone things uh and a little bit of urea but when it combines with the bacteria that live on your skin that's when you get bo Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i think of it like chewing on bark instead of taking aspirin like it's the the same basic chemicals are there it's just a a more natural version of it. Okay. Uh, if I'm kind of getting that right. You know, that would have been a really good experiment to try during the pandemic when I didn't have to see people. Like, just try try the crystal thing and see if it worked for me. Well, that's the thing, right? You can't smell yourself. So you... Sometimes I can. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty rarely, though. I think for the most part, like, my personal, like body odor is is fairly subdued it's just it's just you like think that well yeah, i don't know okay somebody <laughs> somebody can weigh in <laughs> what level of patreon is that come smell my <laughs> um okay uh number we'll two on, study yeah <laughs> number two uh shaving fights odor which um is a, a, a i think similarly dubious uh claim but see above if you're wearing deodorant yeah, uh, some of it is that the bacteria that then is stinky when it mixes with your sweat, uh, a lot of it lives on the hair. So less hair is less surface area, is less bacteria, is less odor overall if you shave. And also armpit hair traps moisture and bacteria love that shit. So um, there's maybe something to that. Uh, number three is athletics. Is I don't know. It's This is in their reasons to shave. And then they talk about the fact that swimmers have removed body hair and it doesn't work. So why why is this in? I think it reduces a lot of drag if you run with your arms straight up in the air like this. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That was a visual gag for only us. (laughs) I, I I have an ungood authority that shaving increases drag queens. So, um, yeah. So there was a NASA study. Why are they studying this? I don't know. That showed that shaving body hair reduced drag at a barely perceptible rate. And a study by the American College of Sports Medicine showed that shaven swimmers experienced an increase in stroke length as well as cardiovascular benefits, which why does shaving make your lungs happy? I don't understand. When my when my stroke length improves, my heart rate goes <laughs> up a lot, too. Exactly. Me, too. <laughs> um, number four is comfort which there is, uh, it says, quote, longer armpit hair can easily become tangled, snagged, and pulled. What? No. Uh, it's not unlike <laughs> pubic hair becoming snagged in your zipper. Uh, what? It's a, no. It's, it's a level of discomfort any man would love to avoid. They're just making shit up now. Like, I've never... How absolutely <laughs> insanely unruly is their body hair? Yeah. So they got like Rasta dreadlocks in their <laughs> in their pits. I've never seen anyone with tangled uh, armpit hair. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, right. You you are you are correct. I'm with you on this. This explain <laughs> yourself baldingbeards.com. Um 
And then and number five is appearance. And they specifically call out things like bodybuilders. Twinks. Twinks. Bellamy and... models. Yep. We, we, we can, <laughs> the list goes on and on. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Then talking about whether women find men who shave their pits more attractive. And uh, the, the, the studies on that are not definitive. So <laughs> I, why is this in here? Uh, and then reasons not to include, you know, skin irritation, that sucks. And um, other skin issues like folliculitis, in which a hair follicle becomes inflamed or infected, that sucks. I used to get that all the time. I would have like, that's the, one of the reasons I stopped shaving my pits initially was I I would get like a like a pimple, like an ingrown hair in my mm. armpit. And it really hurt. And after mm. my like third one i think i was like i'm done with this forever fuck this noise yeah yeah <laughs> number 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 three is uh you will release more pheromones if you don't shave so you know that see, see, above, see above is supposedly true okay alex comfort the author of the joy of sex i was gonna say the joy of gay sex that was edmund white uh alex comfort <laughs> the author of uh the joy of sex said that uh armpit hair releases pheromones i don't have the quote but it was something about women shaving their armpits being a travesty okay all right i don't i mean again we also pheromones may or may not actually exist so whatever it doesn't matter i mean they exist they may or may not do anything may or may not make you horny right really that's the yeah okay uh number four shaving may not reduce sweat so they put they put they put not not sweating on both on both on both sides of the list there okay um and and uh, number five shaved armpits aren't that attractive to everyone and uh research shows that some women prefer men who manscape and there are plenty of others who like a hairier man i am assuming that that is the same for the gays at least in my personal uh anecdotal overview is it two or three of their reasons are also anti-reasons yes Exactly. Okay, this is cool. the best article that's ever been written in the history of articles. Cool, 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 uh, cool, cool. Audience saved you a click. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do think I do think that that's uh, shaved armpits aren't, aren't that attractive to everyone. But but uh, yeah, let, let's let's talk about that attractive or armpits attractive or not. You said you you have some uh, some I don't know. I okay. So I think that armpits themselves i you know i could take them or leave them i do like the shape that a person makes when they expose their armpit that like uh the way that the back muscle kind of flares out a little bit your when, latissimus when, dorsi yeah let's make it as unsexy as possible by, by saying uh, <laughs> latissimus dorsi sounds like a sexy pokemon i can i can get behind that fair yeah, I I don't know. I like that kind of pose. I like the I like the way that a man looks when he is exposing his armpit. Uh, mm-hmm. The armpit itself, I'm like, meh, meh, meh. it's there, just like their brain. It doesn't do anything for me. I'm kidding. It, it it does seem it does seem like a lot of the fetishization of armpits is actually about the smell. It's the yes. the, the raunch the raunch aspect of it, as opposed to the aesthetics of the the appearance of the armpit um yeah although there are uh you know there are people who 
there have been at least people over the course of history who have said that they have been attracted to like the kind of shape of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of a partialization, partialism, uh, mm-hmm. where you, um, according to Freud, who, you know, believe him or don't, basically you're, you're kind of moving the vagina. So if you're interested in vaginas, uh, a hairy armpit seems like another sexually erogenous zone. Cause that's, you know, it, it wow. it's basically pubes on your body somewhere. You've got this huge patch of hair if you're in a naturally unshaved state that resembles a pubis. Wow. Um, that, that's fucking interesting. That, I mean, that was, again, that was Sigmund Freud's thought about it, which again, he's been wrong about a lot of stuff and he's dead now. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Hey, if, 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 if you're out there listening and, and you like to bang somebody in the armpit, I would like to talk to you. That's called axolism. And Alex Comfort said, wait, I have a quote about armpit fucking. Uh, He said, not an outstandingly rewarding trick, but worth trying if you like the idea. (laughs) Which I think are just words to live by about everything, really. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Speaking of armpit fetishes. Yeah. Or uh, mascalinia. Oh. That's. I could be mispronouncing that, but that's the that's how it's spelled. Okay, uh, okay. That's armpit fetishes. Um, I wanted to talk. So, uh, in I, on we read movies, we talk about movies, bad gay ones specifically. But there are no bad gay movies really that exist about this. So, I wanted to tell you about a little movie that fucking Dan told me about uh, the 1977 David Cronenberg movie rabid are you familiar with this movie i am not i'm barely familiar with david cronenberg but i'm that that gives me a little bit of insight into where we're headed we're we're going in the body horror direction (laughs) you know it yeah so david cronenberg he does a lot of or did a lot of um he's he passed away didn't he his son's making movies his son made possessor david cronenberg's still alive oh okay sorry is he is he retired? Looks like he hasn't really directed anything since like 2014. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna just real quick just talk to you about this movie. So this woman, her name is Rose. Uh, she gets into a motorcycle accident, and in order to save her life, the plastic surgery retreat that they take her to instead of a hospital, because <laughs> you know socialized oh medicine i'm kidding she she was just closer to the plastic surgery retreat anyway they do a morphogenetically neutral graft of her skin in order to save her they do some like science words when they do that and then they're just like uh and then she'll be better yeah just say stat at the end and it's fine yeah <laughs> so they take some skin from her leg and they put it like on her armpit and then uh, science happens she falls into a coma when she wakes up she has like a it does save her but she has a weird like vagina in her armpit okay and just like all vaginas according to certain gay men who mask misogyny with humor this <laughs> one has teeth oh my god yeah armpit vagina dentata i'm really uh, okay great yeah 
And then she goes around using it to bite people. And, oh, God. Oh, oh yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm so hungry. I need I need blood now. Um, <laughs> My I need armpit's to drink hungry. <laughs> yeah, I need to drink people's blood through this armpit <laughs> vagina. And usually when that happens, she'll be like, it's really funny because she'll <laughs> hug them like around the shoulder and oh then they'll God. just start going ah no you got me <laughs> uh and <laughs> so she's like an armpit vampire uh but she doesn't make other armpit vampires uh because when she bites them she basically turns them into armpit renfields so she she the people that she bites she gives them this like super intense form of rabies and they start wandering around with like pus coming out of their eyes okay. and then they start like attacking people and at some point, everyone in Montreal, because uh, oh, it takes place in Canada, sure. uh, everyone in Montreal is afraid of this zombie rabies plague. And here's the move, p- part in the movie where I said, all right, armpit vagina with teeth. I can get behind that. I'm willing to <laughs> suspend my disbelief for that. But what happens is they develop a vaccine and then everybody takes it. And they're fine. (laughs) Are they forced vaccinating those armpit zombies? Because that's probably not okay. You're violating their bodily autonomy. And then Rose also, she has an end of the story. I won't spoil it. But the... This was the part where I was like, well, that's not believable. You don't have any <laughs> fucking crazy conservatives going, uh, no, my body, my choice. Yeah, you yeah. say that all the time. And yeah. why shouldn't I say it, even though the circumstances are entirely different? And I'm putting millions of people at risk. And we're yeah. never going to get out of this plague. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, sorry that, we were talking about armpits. That that armpit zombie vaccine isn't actually approved by the FDA. It was an emergency <laughs> use only, and I don't trust it until it's it rewrites your gone. DNA. <laughs> God damn it! It's gonna give us all better cell phone reception. God, get it out of there. So anyway, yep. uh, Rose is an armpit vampire with a vagina in her armpit, and. Yep. I mean, it's kind of hard not to see that at least as a like an armpit fetish thing. This is like basically a literal transposing of the vagina onto this fetishized part of the body. And yeah, uh, yeah, it gets teeth, too. But the point is (laughs) there's a vagina there. (laughs) <laughs> uh it's the movie's available on canopy which you can if you're in the u.s you can watch it with just a library card for free so i i recommend you check it out it's like an hour and a half it's fun the whole way through oh my god it's it's good campy horror i don't know check it out um but uh, i wanted to segue a little bit into then armpit fetishes sure yeah and, uh yeah so, uh, in 2017, Cosmo interviewed some armpit fetishists, uh, one of whom had this to say. Uh, it's tricky to explain what I really enjoy about them in general, but aside from them being a turn-on, I think some of the fun is they have a little bit of a taboo for them, but without being too gross as far as body parts go. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of... Because a lot of the armpit fetish stuff does as you say revolve around smelling them yeah and tasting them sometimes too some people enjoy tickling them if you watched that tickled documentary uh 
Oh I my did god! Not see that. What is that? Oh, what? Mike, you gotta okay. watch this movie. Okay, okay. I, I don't want to turn this into Chris's movie hour, but like, <laughs> there's this documentary called Tickled, and it is this guy, this journalist from New Zealand, is looking into the. Uh, I have no notes about this, so I'm doing this all off my head. But he's looking into great. this thing called the National Tickle League or something, which is ostensibly a sport where people are like held down and tickled and they like see how long they can last or whatever. But it's very clearly just a fetish video for people. And (sighs) he starts looking into it and he starts getting these like threatening emails from the people, from the, the, the lady supposedly who runs it. And then he starts looking into it and he finds out that it's actually owned by this like super rich guy who has been like using this to destroy people's lives. Oh my God. And, uh, like he, there's blackmail involved. It gets nuts. And there's all sorts of like grooming behavior and it's like a tickle sex cult. And, oh my God. uh, it, it's one of the most buck wild movies you've ever seen. You, you should watch it. Watch it, frankly, before Rabbit, but then do watch uh, Rabbit also. Okay. What, what platform is it on? I have no idea. Uh, oh, okay, I think okay. it was on HBO at some point. Okay. All right. All right. That's, that's intense. Yeah. Also, I hate being tickled, so I don't know (laughs) if I'll make it through. I had a friend who uh, made porn, and like he would he would uh, film it and then like shop it around to other to like studios, Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes he would take commissions. And he said that uh, tickle videos were the ones that almost everybody signed up for because they were like, "I can be tickled. I'm fine with that." And then you know, I don't have to actually have sex with somebody, Uh, and. He was like, and every single time they, it, I, like, I, he, I, I hate filming them because huh. like guys throw up. Oh, it's, oh my God. It's, it's really miserable for everybody involved. <laughs> um, so that's <laughs> a fetish I'm not into. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> Well, uh, armpit fetishes. I know that fucking Dan during the Patreon segment is going to talk about a event in San Francisco and called Stank, which the name is not encouraging me. But uh, we're gonna, we're going to talk. Look, about... you know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one can arrive at an event called Stank and go. It was a little stinky in there. I don't know if I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man wait we got off on the documentary thing is yet oh yeah, yeah. so i was talking about, I, I, I was talking uh you know a large in large part about the you know the the man scent yeah uh and people you know there's a there's a big fetish uh in gay men especially especially in the leather scene uh mm. of guys who are just into man scent and not wearing deodorant. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask you, what do you think about man scent? Um, there is definitely a limit. Like, uh, yep. like, <laughs> okay. like my, my, my preference, not preference. That's the wrong way to put it. Like if I don't notice a person's smell at all, that's great. I don't notice it. And we chat and it's a lovely time. If I notice it a little bit, I can maybe almost a little bit be into that, but then there are very few people that ride the very thin line before I'm like, you need to take a shower. Like I'm yeah. not, 
I'm not and not into this. And there are definitely places like in Seattle, there are different there, there there are bars in which I would expect more of that kind of thing than others. And you're right, it's this sort of sort of leather side of 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 things. And um uh, I'm reminded of uh, in New Orleans, there's uh, Pride 48 uh, always had the first night that we would go on a tour of the gay bars of New Orleans. And there was there was one called the Rawhide that that we were we were highly encouraged at the very least not to wear uh, cologne. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a common code of conduct at leather bars, whether it's enforced or not. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a whiff, a hint. I'm I'm okay, maybe a tiny bit into it, but not really. Um, but then there's there's definitely diminishing returns for my personal proclivities. Um, how, how about how about you? Uh, so I have a couple of opinions. Uh, one of which is that the I I feel like there can be an element of toxic masculinity yeah. to the man scent. Uh um where uh like i've definitely hooked up with some guys who've been like i don't wear deodorant uh if you're like healthy and clean you don't need deodorant i just smell like a man and Mm. i've been like but you do stink (laughs) i I, I have also been with guys who don't wear deodorant and you know they've been like Mm. largely fine Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so i think it's person to person i i just what i've seen has thrown around those words like healthy and clean which Mm -hmm. are also kind of dog whistles uh, that get used for stis for example as well yeah um and uh, there's just a there's just a small element of like i am one of the chosen people i can go without deodorant and my pits don't stink yeah yeah (laughs) other people who are stinky they've got something wrong with them um which i i view as a little bit problematic yeah 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 it's also interesting to me one thing i don't i'm not quite sure how to navigate and i i I, okay awkward that's gayish that's how we that's how we roll um i one thing about a smell a person's scent is it is pervasive and unavoidable and fills a space. Yep. And, and, and so there is this, there's a weird, like kind of consent problem there of like, I did not sign up to smell you. And yeah. and yet your presence is doing that to me. What is the, what, what are my, I mean, I can leave, I get that. And, the, but there's, there's also like, if, if, if smell and smell play is part of your sexuality and I, I have no option but to be affronted with, with it, then there, it, it, there, there seems to be, I am not consented to that. You know what I mean? And I feel the same way about people who wear, you know, too much cologne or Axe yeah, body spray in absolutely. general, just at all. A hundred percent. Where, you know, uh, some of it is okay if I have to get up close to you in order to smell it. If I choose to put my face in your pit and, I get a whiff of your man scent. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a different thing than if you walk by and I get it Mm -hmm. Uh, for me personally. um, But it's also, you know, it's all about context. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like the smell of cigar smoke. For example, there's a place at the Eagle here in Seattle where they have the back 
porch area yep. that's constantly people are smoking cigars back there. I and blowjobs. I've seen I've seen a lot of blowjobs back there. But go I, ahead. I like the blowjobs. <laughs> I don't like the cigar smoke. But uh, I have a story about that place. Anyway, <laughs> I I don't go into that back area of the eagle because i just i know that i'm not going to enjoy the smells back there Mm -hmm. um i if you're at sort of a raunch event i don't know fucking go wild with your smells i'm not your mom yeah it's like like i say i think i think it's about uh time and place yeah don't be stinky at the office please right when and if we ever get back to having offices and don't microwave fish or broccoli karen uh, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah no that's all i got about it for the most part you can fuck an armpit if you choose to i don't know i've never yeah. done it real fast i'm going to run through a couple of interesting things i found on urban dictionary uh oh, no. so so armpit if you look up armpit there's like lots of basically the usual suspects right like like a stinky place or like the um uh, the worst example of a location, like this is the armpit of creation, that kind of shout out stuff. to our New Jersey listeners. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there's the but pit, just pit. There, there are three that I thought were, were interesting just to touch on. How about the pit maneuver? Do you know what the pit maneuver is? You know, n- never mind. No, I'm sure I don't. I was going to say, I, I think I've heard of it, but. And then I remembered that this is Urban Dictionary. I have no idea. I've, it's probably the, armpit fucking. No, the, 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 the pit maneuver is an actual thing. Um, uh, my dad was a Washington State Patrolman, and it's it's the it's it's the oh, it's way where to... you drive into the back of their car, right? And you make them slide out. You drive into like their back wheel. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. You, you you clip the back end of the car so that it forces it into a spin, which kills the engine, and uh, it's something that they train on and and have to have to do. So that, that's that's the pit maneuver. I watched Bones. I know yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, and then uh, something I totally totally forgotten, um, but is absolutely true is that uh, Pit was the name of the protagonist from Kid Icarus. From Kid Icarus, and yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's super crazy. Um, the the story, do you remember the origin story for Pitt from, from Kid Icarus? I mean, I played the game. He's created by the goddess Palutena to fight against Medusa. Yeah. Uh, but but there was a eggplant wizard in the original game, right? Yes. Yes. yes, yes. He was born a human and -hmm. then he died after drinking Clorox and then became an angel and then was trapped in the underworld. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Clorox? And then Queen is that, a different, is that like a... Is there some sort of plant called Clorox in ancient Greek or something? This is also Urban Dictionary and should not be considered gospel truth. Okay. I, just, I don't I, think that part's true. But, the, but then they specifically say here, I'm not making this up, people. <laughs> Let's give a warm round of applause to the Nintendo copywriters for their brilliant work. And I just, you know, if somebody says it's for sure true, it's for sure true. The internet um, doesn't lie, and yeah. nobody watches porn on it. <laughs> there, there were there were three endings to the game. Uh, number one, Pit grew, grows into a man. Number two, Pit and Pelotina kiss. And uh, number three, Pit grows large wings and leaves the underworld. But yeah, I'd totally forgotten the Pit was his name until like, thanks, Urban Dictionary, for reminding me. I was a sexy Pit for Halloween a couple years ago. Oh, nice! 
Mm-hmm. Uh, w- which I mean, just pit. I mean, he's basically wearing just a short toga, so like a diaper, you know. right? And like, then no, he's got cute. like a he's got like a toga. He's got cupid wings. He's got a now he's got a sword. In the original game, he didn't, and like you know, sandals. And he's got um, I wore like uh bluish bicycle shorts. Oh, okay, under because okay. he's got like s- sort of shorts in Smash Brothers, at least. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's Urban Dictionary. And there's just a few, the few things that I saw in there. I was gonna, I was gonna end with just a brief discussion of my weird armpit issues. And tell us all about Dr. Chris is in the house. Tell me your all right. deal. All right. All right. So, uh, it's gonna start with a humble brag. So everybody, everybody deal with that. When I was five years old, my birthday's in November. So when I was four years old, and it was August, my parents were trying to get me into kindergarten. And the school district said, absolutely not. He is four. He must be five to start kindergarten. So then the next year, I was five, almost six. And I started kindergarten. And they said, oh, this kid should have been here last year. And they bumped me up to first grade in like like the first six weeks of school. And that's the reason, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I graduated when I was 17. I, I didn't turn 18 until, you know, November of my freshman year. So I was behind. I was chronologically behind. There were many of my classmates that were a year plus older than me. And uh, so, you know, junior high rolls around and you start seeing each other's bodies in gym class and that kind of thing. And I was I was just I was just younger and 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 behind and had all kinds of hangups about that. Combine that with my mom's sister, my Annie Gale, and if she, I don't know if she listens, but I'm assuming that she doesn't. And if she does, I'm sorry, Annie Gale, you're going to hear some things. She, when I was like 10, 11, 12. If Aunt Gale, if you're listening, you just heard me talk about armpit fucking for like 20 (laughs) minutes. Whatever Mike's about to say is fine. (laughs) She, she is my mom's sister. So I'm sure none of that, none of that will even phase her a little bit. But uh, (laughs) when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, she used to like greet me with, do you have hair under your arms yet? Like the first thing out of her mouth. And that's weird. She would even Sorry, grab Gail. That's weird. She would even grab my T-shirt, no, nope. and pull, pinch and pull, trying to grab onto the hair that, frankly, was not there. It like it took a while for me, and I was very gratified today to look up online that like, uh, uh, usually it everybody is different, and 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 uh, don't don't take this to the bank or anything, but like that that usually pubic hair starts first. And then armpit hair a little bit later, like sometimes up to a year later. And that was definitely the pattern for me. And I just, I had all of this anxiety about like my body is doing different things than my classmates because they're a year older than me. And I don't have armpit hair. What's wrong with me feeling very like behind. And then like kind of being body shamed by one of my favorite people in the world (laughs) every time I saw her. And it, there's like, there's some trauma to that. There's some downstream psychological trauma uh, as as a, re- as a result of that whole thing. In fact, uh, I remember going camping uh, as a family and uh, a couple of the other kids in, in the family group that we were with got uh, ticks and we all had to be checked for ticks and just being absolutely mortified, did not want to raise my arms up so that mom and dad could see if I had ticks in my armpits because of this, like, I'm not getting 
hair fast enough. At, there's I'm wrong and broken and my body is fucked. Um, that's wow. That's kind of a lot, right? That's kind of a lot. I, uh, <laughs> here's, here's one thing that we can all take away from this. You okay. don't need religion to mess up a child. You can do it in all sorts of ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, and like it was like, I used to sometimes play basketball. That's the straightest thing about me this week. I should write that down. Um, you used I, to sometimes play basketball. Yeah, that but is. like <laughs> shirts and skins, I was absolutely mortified of that. And that was not about my body. That was about my lack of underarm hair. That like when you're playing skins and you're like basketball has a lot of your hands over your head stuff that happens, especially if you're on defense and like just mortified that I would be chosen to be skins because then I have to show everybody my pits. And hmm. um, yeah, it's weird. It's It's weird. I've got like... I've got some armpit hangups to work through. I only just this summer for like legit the first time uh, started wearing tank tops out occasionally. And a lot of that is wrapped up in exactly this stuff. And I'm a 42 year old man. My armpits are doing what they're going to do. They're not going to change. Interesting. I, uh, my, all of my armpit hangups are around having, being a member of the stinky pity committee. Hmm. I just like, I'm a, I'm an exceptionally sweaty person. Oh. That's my X-Men power. You're a great replacement for Kyle then. He talks about <laughs> that all the time. <laughs> so I, I will, uh, I've, I've gotten very used to doing the, the sweaty pit handshake which is where you like press your arm all the oh, way yeah. into your side and yeah. only shake with your elbow yep. yep uh not move any of the rest of your arm so yep. that you know none of that none of that uh pit stain gets exposed yeah i was like, basically pit stain from the tv show pete and pete <laughs> go ever go to the go to the bathroom and use one of the stalls and just hold your hands over your head to hopefully like air out like dry up some of the uh, no i do i take some uh toilet paper and i'll stick yeah. it up under there and like yeah yeah absolutely and i think this is something that we should talk about more like why is it such a shameful horrible thing that like uh, your human body is doing a human body thing because it of doesn't the feel human and... when it's doing it i've got to be honest <laughs> yeah but but it is, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we're we're all just uh, big bags of sweat and and hormones and stuff, and like sometimes our bodies do gross things that we don't. We're not doing it on purpose, right? Um. So yeah, if you're pitting out, you know, just don't, you know, own it to some capacity just like wherever you are it's their fault have air conditioning you assholes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah have stations in the bathroom where i can just like you know give myself a little bit of a horse bath yeah yeah <laughs> that's the polite thing to do so did we do it <laughs> i think we did it we did it we talked about armpits a whole bunch we sure did um should we take a break and reapply our deodorant then uh, yeah, I'm going to try a crystal. Okay, great. Let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. 
Are we back? We're back. Great. We're back. <laughs> We're Hooray. Back. <laughs> we made it. We made it. <laughs> We're going to do our gayest and straightest? We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, Chris Hagee, where can people find out more about you, your show, what you're up to, etc.? Yeah, so we have a podcast called We Read Movies, where we talk about the very worst of gay cinema. Uh, you can find that at wereadmovies.com or wherever podcasts are bought, sold, or bartered. Mm-hmm. Ah, bought, sold, or bartered. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Lighter Fandango. That's L-I-G-H-T-E-R Fandango, like the dance or website (laughs) yeah that's the main thing that i do uh i also do the game the wednesday games on have a nice gay so you know it's a fun little puzzle that we do every wednesday i come up with you know fun games and and puzzles for people yeah it's the closest i've ever been to producing a game show it makes me very happy and it's it's the closest i've ever been (laughs) uh awesome well our website is gayishpodcast.com you can follow us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube at gayish podcast our hotline you can leave us a text message or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH that's 585-542-9474 standard rates apply and our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com and our physical mailing address is P.O. Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. All right, all you motherfuckers, I got some shit for you to do. First of all, if you were one of the people that signed up at the podcast awards to vote for us uh, and you checked that you would like to be included as a potential voter for the final results, please check your email, check your spam. Those emails have gone out. So if you were selected, you should have gotten a notification. Uh, if you are one of those people, then fucking vote for us because we deserve it. Uh, number two on Have a Nice Gay, which we were just talking about, we're doing a new kind of fun thing where we've got a bunch of divas that are putting head to head in a bracket. And it would be great if y'all participated. Just go to haveanicegay.com forward slash bracket and print out a sheet and say who you think is going to win each of the face offs. And if you are the one that's right, you get some free merch, which is going to be great. And then last but not least, just in a couple of days from now at hop capital brewing in Yakima, Washington on Sunday, August the 22nd, we are going to be doing our first live show in almost two years uh, for Yakima pride. It's going to be amazing. Come and enjoy the the heat of the Palm Springs of Washington in in Yakima. Um, next, this just in a, in a few days, like I said. Um, yeah, you ready to do our gayest and straightest? I'm so ready to do our gayest and straightest. All right, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. All right. So I my straightest is that I have we my my boyfriend and I bought a house mm-hmm. and so I've been doing a lot of uh house projects. Mm-hmm. So I replaced the lights uh the like lighting fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um and in order to do that I bought myself a tool belt. Oh. So <laughs> I've been standing on ladders putting like hammers into my tool belt yeah. and like really working on stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how often, how, how often do you just wear the tool belt? <laughs> well, so here's the gayest. Okay. Uh, 
um, wearing that tool belt does make me feel like I'm in a 90s gay porn. So mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. been doing a lot of every time I put it on, basically, I've been like walking around being like, hey, man, <laughs> you gotta tighten that screw a little bit. Mm. Oh, oh, no. I dropped my screwdriver. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, just really... That's amazing. Pouring it up. I'm very happy for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your gayest and straightest? Uh, yeah, so the straightest thing about me this week is talking to my ex-cop dad about the pit maneuver that we talked about and getting way more information about how that whole thing works from a physics perspective and, and just the training that they receive in doing it. It was, it was illustrative, but also very straight and bro-y. Um, and then the, the gay Are you going to try it? I mean, I, it, I'll pit maneuver with the Jeep. Why not? I, I, Maybe maybe you should ask consent first, or maybe I need. Yeah, to, I mean, do it on a you know. Or I need to invest in a, a light bar. <laughs> can you imagine putting lights on your car and just like pulling over random people? I can in my other '90s porn costume, <laughs> Slutty Cop. Here I am. My name's Slutty Cop. Excellent. It's become problematic now, but you know. It was a different time in the 90s. Uh, highly illegal. Don't do that, folks. Um, Even in the bedroom. <laughs> I agree. Uh, the gayest thing about me this week. Uh, so yesterday I was in Yakima doing a walkthrough of the brewery that we're having the live show at and doing a tech uh, plan for, for all of that. And uh, uh, the, the bartender who, who knows me uh, was very heavily pushing the beer that has the fruit in it. And I was like yeah you know i'm gay okay make me drink the pineapple guava ipa or whatever um just just be like you're gay you're gonna want the fruity one felt 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 very right at least it's an ipa it's a you know it's a fruity ipa that's basically (laughs) you know bisexual (laughs) yeah exactly Fruit. Yeah. Beer with fruit in it is the bisexual alcoholic beverage, I think. That's like, name a better one, anybody. Yeah. Uh, so for a listener's gay straightest this week, I put out the bat signal and asked people to call in and leave us a voicemail. And thank goodness they did. So, uh, yeah, let's play it. Otherwise, we'd just be sitting here in an awkward silence. Hey, guys. Jamie here from New Jersey. Uh, my straightest this week was walking around a car show in the scorching heat and getting probably way too excited about all the beautiful cars. Uh, my gayest was being constantly distracted by all the beautiful guys also walking around looking at cars. Thanks for all you guys do. Have a great week. Awesome. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, picking up gays at a car show is kind of, that seems maybe not a target rich environment, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, I've never been, <laughs> um, but that, that doesn't mean anything. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've seen. I've seen some, you know, very compelling documentaries on the internet that tell me that a lot of mechanics and people who are just interested in cars are also very gay and will accept sex 
in lieu of payment for car repairs. <laughs> I don't have enough money for this. Is there anything else I can do? <laughs> There's a number of, you know, hubs that you can find these documentaries on scattered all throughout the internet. Yep. 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 <laughs> well, that is it. a special thank you to Chris Hagee from We Read Movies. I, I really appreciate you being here and, and pinch hitting for us. That's uh, it was great. I really appreciated being here and pit hitting for you. Yeah. <laughs> da da da. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Also, a special thank you to our Super Gap Bridgers, Chris Gatchatorians, CNN Javi, Christopher Farrell, Jerome York, Tipsy McStumbles, Jamie Pugh, Dusty Sands, Clinton Withers, Thomas B., Explosive Lasagna, Patrick Martin, Kevin Henderson, Forrest Nail, and Anonymous. Uh, this has been Gayish from the Chris Gatchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Chris Hagee. Uh, until next week. Be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Hopefully in person. Yeah.